0: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day. All right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, and joining me, even though I said he probably would not going to be, is Mr. Kyle Sullivan, Shaggy Von Doom with kids in tow. So, uh, if, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, and you're listening, if you're listening in your car, not a hundred percent audio quality for Kyle today, but good enough to do a show. And if there's a game that happened, he wants to be here to talk about it. So, uh, we will get to the Avs loss. We'll get to our sound check. Obviously everything that's got to do with this two to nothing loss. Uh, it, it, it does not feel good when you lose these games. So, take a deep breath we'll get to it um, and probably I think there's a lot of frustration going on in, in Avalanche world for maybe different reasons yeah. so first things first thank you for making this your first listen of the day that's always appreciated follow the show on social media outlets LOPn underscore avalanche on Twitter lockdown avalanche on Instagram questions comments concerns opinions to lockdown avalanche at gmail.com and follow the show on our YouTube channel over on YouTube hit subscribe get notified when a new show goes live. Uh, this is kind of what you wanted to see—a back-and-forth game, a prize fight bout, pretty much. And in the end, the abs come out on the short end of it. Uh, I, you know, the way that it started was rough. This is the the exact kind of start I did not want the Avalanche to have. Carolina was in control of everything. And I give the abs a lot of credit for kind of taking that control back towards the end of the first and going into the second and pretty much for the whole second period dominated that whole second period. And it was going to be one of those games where it's something freakish is going to happen. Something freakish is going to happen. That's going to win this game. Uh, It wasn't uh, completely freakish, but it was freakish enough. (laughs) And that was, you know, that's what Carolina (laughs) got was their first goal. And obviously that was enough. They get an empty netter. But from top to bottom, you don't have a ton of complaints with how the Avalanche played.
0: Yeah, and especially those first two periods, you really didn't, like, of course, Puck Luck was not going kind of the Avalanche way. And you kind of want to see them stack themselves up in these matchups. Like, everybody's saying this could be a future Stanley Cup matchup. And you want to see the Avalanche kind of prove what we all know what this team is capable of. But now it's been five periods since we haven't scored a goal, and the team's visibly frustrated with how puck luck is going, and the referees are getting under their skin, and injuries, and we've completely given up on Joe's Abe Kubel, and, like, it's what do you do yeah. from here.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, you 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 ha- the thing that everybody's kind of talking about right now is the way that it ended. Mm, with yeah. Gabe Landiscott getting a game misconduct and uh Nazim Kadri very animated after uh Carolina, I think it was was it Bear who scored their first goal? It was, yes. yeah, Ethan Bear scored their first goal. As soon as he scores that goal, he slams a stick on the ground and he is going over to the ref and he's chirping in the ref's ear, and it lasted a long time. He went back to the the bench and was still chirping at him. Um We didn't, you know, altitude, they they had to go to a commercial break. And when they came back, we finally understood what he was upset about. He got hooked, held, and tripped all in the same play and nothing was called. And I think what uh, a lot of people are upset about is, you know, number one, that none of that was called. And it directly led to that Carolina goal. If it didn't lead to anything, then you're just throwing your hands up and saying, No, there's another, you know, missed call by, by the refs. But it led to, cause that kind of took him out of the play and now he's chasing to catch up. Could he have caught up a little bit more? I don't know. I mean, it really, he, he, it wasn't really his side of the ice. Cause uh, Kemper like, kind of like threw the puck around behind the net and it just went to to Ethan Bear and he kind of just threw it on net and it went in. So it just, it, and, and, before that, it was very close on if whoever it was that brought the puck into the zone for Carolina was even on sides. Mm-hmm. That could have been challenged, but do you challenge? I mean, it's it was really, really close. Uh, do you challenge that at that point in the game? Because obviously, if you don't get it, they're going to be on a power play. And you know a two to nothing deficit if it's upheld and then they get one on the power play is it, in, there's only a few minutes left in the game at that point. It's almost insurmountable. So I don't know. I mean, it was a tough call for Bednar to do that, but just a series of events where nothing went the avalanche way.
0: And it was kind of par for the course that um, like the whistles were so sporadic, what was getting called and what wasn't. And between the two teams, there were seven penalties between the both of them. And yeah. there were a couple other times that the whistle probably should have been called like blown and another penalty yeah. should have been out there. So it was one of those, like, it was, you mentioned it was like a prize fight, but you can't have, like, the referees also being a third
1: combatant. And <laughs> the more the game went on, they became the focal point. Well, then they, so Gabe Lanneskog uh, had a really good post-game press conference. And if you haven't seen it, I would uh, implore you to go to the Avalanche website because they put all those up on, on their website and watch that he hand himself handled himself like a captain and a professional and he started the interview he sat down and he said you know uh before i take questions it wasn't like he responded to a question by saying this it was like he had a prepared statement (laughs) and he said you know in 11 years i've never come out here and and you know complained about the refs and i he didn't go on to say like you know the way he phrased it was so incredibly professional. He was saying they had a bad night, um, you know, and then he went on to explain the calls in mm-hmm. in detail. And he said, you know, they, uh, you know, it, it seemed like Nas got a stick up in the face of uh, Niederreiter, mm-hmm. and he and he said, and you know, we felt like he flopped, so we're going to the the ref saying. He flopped, and he was like, but he still got him in the face. Like, okay, fine. If he got him in the face, that's fine, but that doesn't mean that there's not a flop there, yeah. and they didn't call it. And then on the flip side for the Kadri play, they go to the refs again and say he was tripped. He was held, and they told him, well, he flopped. So the refs looked, saw that, and and thought that Kadri flopped. So you have that. And then, and I gave a lot of credit for doing this. He kind of just snuck this in there saying, you know, and I don't know if that's something because, you know, when the refs look at a guy like Nas and all of his his history of suspensions, is he not basically going to get those calls? Mm -hmm. So kind of just throwing that out there to the league saying, if this is why you're doing it, we know. And I'm not going to say you better stop, but we're on to you more or less. It was and, a, a excellent, excellent press conference. Go watch it. It's a few minutes long. It's beautifully done by Gabe Scott And when you hear the referee, like if you look at the
0: referee pairing that they had tonight, and you hear that rebuttal with that little sly kind of attitude, you know exactly if between Macaulay, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it's Macaulay uh, he's talking about, like that's the one. It is. They and he said to, with. yeah. Yeah. And you, you hate to see that. Like, Yes, the he's the referee with the most personality like everybody loves him He's a fan favorite and the players love him too like he gets selected for the all-star game for that reason Mm. but now that you're going to get to this point where we try and point out a flop and Then you don't give it to him and then when we try and point out a penalty you're going to throw it back in our face Right, you're going to send especially in a game like that where anything can send it one way or another if you don't feel like you have the referees back, that's when you go old school hockey and you start going to the business for yourself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it was, it's good. It was really good. Good comments. He even said, you know, for, for 50 minutes, he goes, they, they were fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and, and you don't want that. You, well, you do want that. You want them to be good for 60 minutes, but when they're good <laughs> for 50 and the last 10 for a zero, zero game is where they struggle the most that's just what makes it you know a, a tough pill to swallow um, because yep. you 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 fought and you fought and you fought <clears throat> and you know if it if, if it nothing came out of that and then went back and forth a couple times then like I said then you're just complaining about a no call uh, but Carolina benefited from it and and what are you gonna do and then uh, you know the empty netter is what it is a, a rough pass by gabe that was uh picked off by aho and then the rest is history. So, uh, more to get to, but first we got Built Bar. You know Built Bar. You love Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. And if you listen to this show, you know Kyle is a massive fan of those Built Bar puffs. Did Did you take them on the road with you? Oh, absolutely. Oh, you have to. I mean, especially when you're driving. I mean, you got a you got a long haul ahead of you. You got you need some Built Bar. You need some protein infused marshmallow energy. Am I right? Yeah. You betcha. Uh, they're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they are not just a protein bar. They are more like a treat and covered in 100% chocolate. And you can get them in different flavors such as cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, or banana cream pie. And all built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, including the puffs. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bar with a built bar. They have 130 calories. 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Let's go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off of your order. Once again, the promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Some stats to get to. I thought the Avs, you know, you're you're playing a team that has, uh, what is it, the number one power play and the number two penalty kill? Or is that right here? Uh, yeah, I think it might be a, the other way around, actually. Could be the other way around. Either way, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're number one in one category, you're number two in the other. And uh, you know, the, the hurricanes had four power plays, and the abs shut them all down. Mm-hmm. You know, and and really good too. I I don't I don't think the canes had like so many chances where you're like, oh oh, they just escaped that one. I thought they did really, really well. And then on the flip side. Avs did very well on their own power, power plays, which they had three of them. And again, the Canes are number one, or number two, whichever one it is in that category. And you, there were moments where the Avs were just, especially in the second. The second was was phenomenal. Um, and I put up on on Twitter the the Corsi score on, on Natural Stat Trick, the graphic, how it just goes – You know, the top of the screen is Carolina and that just shows how they were dominating and the second it just falls off a cliff and goes to the <laughs> bottom of the screen which is the avalanche side of the screen so it just shows you how they turned the tide of this game and how they were getting yeah. dominated and how they reversed the roles and it care. and i just love seeing that because it's a it's a hostile environment there obviously they're a very good team and and you you are what you are in the colorado avalanche and you know you go in zero zero, but you felt really good. You felt like they they were getting really good high-danger chances, and they just couldn't get it through. And I don't know if it's I want to give credit to Ranta uh, or the Avs just were off uh, a hair on some of these shots. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, yeah. I mean,
0: Ranta going all the way back to his Coyote days, he had shades of these performances. Um, you don't become a... NHL goalie being a fluke. Like if you make it all the way that wh- that far, you're an incredible goalie. And there were a couple safes tonight that you could say, okay, that was good on you. And there were a couple times the avalanche just, it was just a half a second off Ugh. or something just didn't mesh. And you're just, again, it's the puck luck. So it was a 50-50 thing. And then, like I said, like you could see the frustrations of both of those variables really mounting towards the end, especially with Nas' tirade with the refs. It's one of those that you keep trying. You know what you can do, but when you can't get it, like you can't achieve the goal, you just get frustrated at everything and something's going to push you over the edge.
1: Because everything is kind of even. You know, shots mm-hmm. on goal. Avalanche 36, Hurricanes 37. Avalanche won the face-off battle.
0: Hey, it's about Stand time.
1: Standing ovation. Stand ovation. Uh, 55% to 45% um you take away the 10 minute misconduct for Gabe scog and penalty minutes are eight to six uh the hits 27 to 24 in favor of the Avalanche blocks 11 to 14 in favor of the hurricanes you know everything is kind of just right down the middle and that's kind of what you're expecting when you have these two teams at the top of the standings now we talk a lot about the depth with the Avalanche and is this something like the all right. They've lost three out of their last four. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is maybe one of the, with the exception of how they started the season, that four five and one, I think it was to start their first 10. This is the biggest rut they've been in mm-hmm. in a long time, all season or since the very beginning of the season. And it's not really the time you want to do that. You know, you, you're, you're in, you know, you, maybe it'd be worse if you were doing it in April, you know, the yep. last month of the season, uh, but maybe you're going to have these slides every once in a while and maybe it's okay to do it now and get it out of the way and kind of correct things and before the trade deadline yeah, where you can kind of address those things. If you feel like this is kind of going to like teams have kind of figured you out, all right, now how are you going to give them different looks? Some of that is maybe in the trade market, obviously. Uh, but you want to get out of this this kind of a rut. They are. I mean, you can't really deny it. And we talk about the depth a lot. We talk about the 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 players um time on ice a lot. And here you go again. So Abe Kubel, only five minutes. Tyson Jose, six minutes, forty seconds. Darren Helm almost got to, to ten minutes. Um and the odd thing is, man, like there again there were there were a couple shifts early on where I thought those depth lines did well. And I see mm-hmm. that and it's encouraging, but it doesn't keep up. It doesn't yeah. hold out for the inter- duration of a game,
0: and you're talking about like seeing more from your depth. It's hard to see more from your depth if they're not seeing more than ten minutes on ice. Yeah, like you. Can't, I, I. We've been talking about it's. We'd like to see more. We'd like to see you score. We'd like to see. I would love to see more of the players. Like don't <laughs> hands where they can't sc- can't score on the bench. Like, give them a Uh. chance, because we talked about it in the Devils game. Like, you're wearing that top line out, and, like, you're seeing the frustrations of things not happening. Give them a chance on the bench just to ride for two more minutes and, like, catch another another breath, like, another shot of Gatorade. Let Abe Kubel go out there, Darren Helm. Like, yes, they haven't been great, but they're not going to get greater if they're riding the pine.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if that's that's um, Jared Bednar just kind of riding his horses for too long. You know what I mean? You had Tyson Joe, not Tyson Joe, I'm sorry, um, Kale McCarr out there for 28 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. I, I, you know, at, while Taves was out there for 24 and a half, McDermott had almost nine minutes of ice time. And in a game like this, that's kind of unheard of for him. I, this is a game where he normally has two or three. Like, what, this is
0: me just throwing this out to Bednar, like, I understand you writing your hot hand if you're trying to prove something. Like, honestly, with our position in the standings, and especially in the West, like, this is just a, in soccer they would call us a friendly, like, this is a friendly matchup with the Hurricanes. Like, there's really Mm -hmm. nothing on the line other than your top two teams in the league. Like, nobody gains anything, nobody loses anything with this matchup. Why are you pl- playing the lines like we're trying to win game 82 against the Blues and get into the playoffs? Yeah. Like, let them play a little bit. I Honestly, if it would have been reversed and you would have saw maybe 10, 15 minutes out of the top line and then really rode everyone else, like, this is your chance to shine. Like, go. Mm. This is a good team. Have fun. <clears throat> It's a long, this is the first time we've gone back to the 82 game season in a while. Like, yeah. give them a the break,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm um, looking at <clears throat> Corsi scores and Fenwick scores, and they're not horrible for the, the you know, the the depth players. You got Darren Helm, uh, Corsi 4 7, Corsi against five, JC JT Comfer 4 7, uh, against 11, uh, McDermott actually 4 7 against eight abe kubel four seven against six tyson jost four seven against eight so they're all hovering in that range of as many shots as they're giving up in their shifts they are getting shots on net so and again i've always said that with those depth players you want that to be near 50 percent mark they are they are but but you're right like but in a game like this do you do you really take the chance with them? Because, you know, with, with the Hurricanes, they got last change. Yeah. So if, if they see your depth out there, they're going to pounce on that late in the game and put their top unit out there against your your fourth line and game over. So maybe his hands are kind of tied and putting them out there, you know, short shifting the depth players and, you know, a little bit longer shifting as the game goes on with your top players. I get that. but. Like you're saying, like let them play during the first couple periods, get them going for that, and then do that in the third period where uh, you have to short shift them and and then get them out. I mean, I don't know. Like
0: we've been talking about turnovers and how the team looks, and we're in a little bit of a slump right now. What this is doing with the short shifting is it's creating divisions. Lines one and two rely on each other. Lines three and four they just hope and pray they get good puck luck because if they don't, they're gone. And then it's back mm-hmm. on one and two again. Like it, And then in practice, like it's like working with somebody at your place of work and you know it's somebody who doesn't pull their weight and you just kind of look at them you're like, oh, hey. And you're like, whatever, because whatever you don't get done, I'm going to have to get done. And you wonder if that's starting to creep into that locker room just a little bit. And, like, the cohesion's not there. And you wonder, like, the passing and, like, the frustrations. I wonder if this has something to do with it.
1: Yeah, I think it's the ebbs and flows of a, of a hockey season. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, you, you were bound to have a, a rough stretch. And this is it for the Avs right now. And, you know, going home and going against Calgary, maybe that's what you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe that is what you want to see because you know you're going to get your best from them, which means you got to, you know, put up your best as well. So, I mean, overall, I think it was a, a good game by the Avs, a good effort from the Avalanche. Yeah. A couple things bounce your way. You know, I had Miko Rantanen mm-hmm. ring one off a of post. Yep. You know, just a couple inches to the left and and you know, we're we're up one nothing. Yep. So, like you said, you know, most of the time the the puck luck was not on the Avs side tonight. <clears throat> and a couple times it was for Carolina. You know, they took advantage of it. So, um, let's get to our sound check. And uh, did you notice one player not on the ice last night? We'll talk about Ooh. that. <clears throat> but first, bet online it is that time of year again. College basketball and the big March Madness brackets will be upon us shortly. So, from the latest odds contest, the player props betonline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info for the college basketball tournament remains your best spot for all the sports scores, podcasts and news for this season. And it isn't just basketball. It is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino game. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. That is betonline.net where the game starts. Okay, sir, we get to our sound check for last night's game. Um, yeah, against um, the Carolina Hurricanes mm-hmm. and uh, the, the, the songs that we feel best summarize all of the action. So what do you got? And once again, you can find these uh, follow the Spotify playlist that we have created where all these songs will eventually end up. Go for it.
0: I picked a song from the star of the, the great movie Blues Brothers 2000. Um, I picked a song from Blues Traveler. Mm-hmm. Carolina Blues. I love this song, man. It's a great song. And you know uh, what? Another one of those. Look at the lyrics. It really yeah, fits the vibe of this
1: it song. It does. Yeah. It's, it's such a good song. Um, yeah. And I feel, you know, everybody knows Blues Traveler, and but you really know Blues Traveler. Like, really dive into their albums. They make yeah. really good albums from start to finish. Everybody knows their hits and everything like that. And Carolina Blues was a single, but mm-hmm. that was kind of when they people were starting to, like, we thin with with that kind of music and kind of moving on from it, um, and that's from you know one of their best albums, in my opinion. Yeah, easily. <clears throat> um, John Popper, very underrated uh, frontman, my opinion. And check so, out his station wagon. He's got a station wagon. Oh yeah, uh, he got. <laughs> Does he's he really? Got
0: an armory in a station wagon, like he's
1: loaded to the teeth. He's like really he's an inter- I didn't know interesting that. guy he is oh, yeah. does, uh, the, thing, the thing I always associate with John Popper other than you know Blues Traveler is you know harmonicas and uh, mm. I think it's daggers in his umbrella <laughs> he got arrested for that once yeah. he had a, a concealed dagger in the in yeah. the uh, handle of an umbrella and I don't know why I, I just always think of that when I think of John Popper so um Good pick. He's an all interesting right. guy. He is for me. Uh, I just had the mindset of okay, like now, now we're in a dogfight. Like we were running pretty smooth, smooth sailing for a long time. Obviously, all through January, February was good. We still have distance. We have we pretty much have distance between the whole Western Conference. We are now kind of in a in a in a fight with some Eastern Conference teams if we want to get that President's Trophy again. Uh, and now with Carolina winning, it's pulled them even a little bit closer, obviously. So for me, my mindset was Avenged Sevenfold. And uh, this means war. Oh, so that's I'm going with that because that's what we're in. Like, this is a war now. Like, this is yep. not going to be smooth sailing to the finish line. This is going to be war. Uh, and if we want that President's Trophy, which, I, you know, a lot of people think it doesn't matter. It matters. It matters yeah. to the players. Um, you know, it, 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 it's something that it, I know a lot of people are like. Well, then you got a you got a target on your head. Or target, you're like you're going to have that anyway. You're, you're, yeah. The Avalanche team, you're going to have that. Look, look how teams are playing you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look how de- the Devils played you. Look how the Islanders played you. Look how the uh, Coyotes have played you. Yeah. You have that target on your back, whether or not you win that President's Trophy. So uh, yeah, it's not going to get easier. No, not at all. Not at all. So, and one thing that we will see is if Sam Gerard will be back or not, because he was uh, sent back to Denver with a upper body injury, I believe. It was an upper was. or lower. It's just <laughs> it's, there's only it's, two two options. Um, <laughs> but I think it was an upper, so they sent him back and. Nobody really knows. I, I even saw Peter Ball did post something after the game that they did ask Jared Bednar, and he said he didn't have uh, update on that. Um, so maybe we will tomorrow. But when it was first released, um, it, a couple people put it. I know Dater put it out. Um, I even think I think maybe the Avs themselves did it. Peter Ball probably did, saying that um, he was not out on the ice for practice. So people were like. Oh, is this, yeah. is this a trade? And then very shortly after that, they're like, no, he was sent home. Cause he he's injured. Um, you gotta and think now, about that during this, this time frame. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Uh, so now people are thinking, and I think it was Dater who said he doesn't know, but he's, he's heard grumblings that it could be worse, much worse than just a day to day thing. Are the ABS now in play of utilizing this LTIR, which uh, you know Tampa has made famous, as well as uh, now Vegas? Are they going to play that game? It frees them up for five million. It does if they put him on LTIR. If if he goes on LTIR, and well, you can't. You'd have to put him on LTIR, and then if you make a move to replace him. He's pretty much done for the season. You mm-hmm. can come back in the regular season. You know what I mean? If, if you, if you trade, say you go, say you go out and trade for, for Chikrin, um, you know, that soaks up most of that. Mine doesn't soak up all of it. If, if that's the deal, I think Chikrin's 4.7, 4.6 or something like that, where Sammy G is five, even or 5.1, maybe. Um, so the numbers are – and I'm just using him as, as an example. So if that's what happens, you know, there's no more room for, for Gerard. So he, he his season would essentially be over, and then he can come back for the playoffs where there's no And cap. see, and if he does go on LTIR, that helps us, especially
0: I like your example of Chickering. His, I don't know if anybody's paid attention to Coyotes hockey lately. All of those crazy yeah. pieces we talked about in Arizona, their price is going up. And we've talked yeah. about trade value going up. Chickering, he he just scored a goal last night as well. Like those pieces are going up. So why <laughs> we waited so long to make a move? Maybe you think
1: they're time. going up like with this little mini run Arizona's going on. You really think that they're going? Cool. You think like a team like they're going to say like, nope. Now we want a you know uh, a second round instead of a third round.
0: Because honestly, at this point, with Arizona moving to ASU they're looking at pieces to build around. And mm. if they see any kind of like hot flash and flare, they're like, "Okay, that's a piece we could build around. We'll keep him. We'll keep him." <laughs> but everybody else is on the fringe. Like the values are rising and falling for a lot of different players right now. So, if we would have made that that jump for Chicken when we talked about him, it would be yeah. a lot easier and we wouldn't have to make this LTIR move where it's basically a little bit of a wash because of the salary, but
1: yeah. Um I don't know. by the way, he had two goals against the Maple Leafs. He scored the overtime winner. Yeah, that price is way up. Bring him in. <laughs> bring him in. Come on. That's what I want. A scoring defenseman, bring it on. I will love it. I'd love it. That can play minutes. Mm-hmm. That's more <laughs> what I'm concerned about. That is way more than I'm concerned about than if he can score, which is great that he can i wow, like the wow. Vince
0: McMahon meme sitting back, just freaking out in my chair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just want some someone to soak up some minutes, meaningful minutes, not three or four. Uh, so we'll t- we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, we haven't heard. Maybe you know we might get more of that tomorrow. And if they say it's significant, this is something like what like Ryan Murray went through. Mm-hmm. You know, towards the beginning of the season, uh, let them rest up. Give them six weeks to rest up fill that spot, play the game. If you have to, Yep. It, it, it's been established that it's okay. It, you're not breaking any rules. A team has won the cup for it. Your name gets engraved on the cup. Exactly the same. Even though when you're 17, $18 million over the cap in the postseason, So what if, if, if the avalanche need to play that, like if and the timing is right for it and you if say he's going to be out for a month, do it anyway. Give him an extra yep. two weeks and fill that spot make a big splash of a trade it won't soak up a lot of your cap space and then uh game one round one hey sam gerard welcome back with open arms and let's go i'm all for it and now just feels it. bad for playing through a broken jaw when he could have used that for ltir <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh so definitely definitely something that uh i will be watching with a keen eye so uh that will be it, folks. Um, yeah, we'll be back on Monday. We'll be talking about the Calgary game, which is Saturday, right? Is that, is yep. that a, like an afternoon? What time, what's the start time on that one? I'm bringing it up quick here. 7 o'clock oh, on Sunday. That's a night game? No. Sunday. Sunday oh, is Sunday. A, oh, that's right. They have two days off. So, um, what? I got 8 o'clock on the East Coast. So, it's 6 o'clock game mountain time is what I got. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be talking about that on Monday, and then hey, two two days off. Does that give the ABS some, you know, some time to make some moves? Because uh, it's coming up. It's right around the corner. So let's see. make some moves and some valuable
0: practice time. Where usually these every other day games, you skip out on some practice. Be
1: nice to get back together. I agree. Um, As Calgary, ooh, Calgary is playing the day before too. Mm. They are on a back to back. They are playing the Red Wings the the night before in Calgary. So, you know what? Uh, I'll take any, <laughs> any any anything I can get at this point uh, <clears throat> to be one up on on a team. Why not? We we've been on the back end of a you know back to backs twice against Vegas. So yep. I'm okay with Calgary being back to back, and we're the second leg of that. No love lost there. <clears throat> nope. All right. Uh, that'll wrap it up. He is. Hit the road, Jack. Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, and I am Chris Maselli. And this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. Go, abs, go.